Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with us is TJ Inman. We're here to talk about Indiana's defense uh, here in 2020. Before we start that, we have a word from our sponsors over at Bet Online. The wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff early. The NBA Finals are here and the MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get uh, in on everything imaginable this season, from uh, game spreads and season totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head over to Bet Online today and take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook. Uh, experts. All right. We did offense last week. It's defense this week. The big news on defense, TJ, it starts in the secondary. The loss of Marcelino Ball to an ACL injury for the year. And then uh, Raheem Lane, who's played safety, big contributor on special teams as well as last year's special teams player of the year. Uh, He will miss a big chunk of time uh, as well, according to Kane Womack and, and Tom Allen. Uh, recently, what do those injuries? How do they impact Indiana's defense? You there, TJ? I'm here. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Those those two injuries. How do they impact Indiana's yeah. defense in the secondary? Yep. Okay, yeah, I, you know, Indiana's fortunate that they, they do have some experienced guys behind them. Uh, the level of depth in the secondary is a place where uh, I, I, it's a level I do not know as an IU fan. I mean, that there's, you know, Big Ten caliber guys with experience that are behind Marcelino Ball uh, and, you know, ahead of Raheem Lane uh, on the depth chart, at least we anticipate being ahead of him on the depth chart. Uh, and that's not something we have seen at Indiana very often. Um, so I, I do think that having players like Brian Fitzgerald that can step into a position uh, and, and give you experience, you don't have to panic about these injuries, uh, definitely sucks, though, for those two individuals. Uh, you know, Marcelino Ball's played a ton of snaps for Indiana, and IU's going to miss his experience. But I do think that playing Brian Fitzgerald uh, or playing D.K. Bonham, um, who's the other guy that the Hoosiers have talked about moving there, gives you a little bit more of a pass coverage-oriented uh, look at that Husky position, whereas Ball, I think, is uh, much better against the run. So that'll be an interesting wrinkle for how Indiana's defense adjusts to that. Uh, overall, though, you know, obviously bad for the individuals, certainly hurts Indiana's depth. Uh, but as long as you don't get hurt too much more in the secondary, 
Uh, I think Dayu's going to be just fine there. Yeah, and, and another guy um, I've heard through the grapevine is playing well at Husky is a, a walk-on from Florida named Liam Zaccio. Um, but it's interesting that they moved DK Bonham there as well. He's a guy who's played linebacker, uh, but he obviously has the athleticism to move into the, into the secondary, uh, try out some coverage and things like that. Uh, DK Bonham uh, uh, is also having a, a great fall camp, uh, according to, to coaches and people uh, along those lines. So it'll be interesting as they see. Uh, Raheem Wayne's a, a bigger loss than, than people might uh, give credit to. He, he's a he's a backup contributor in the secondary. He's in the rotation, but his biggest impact is on special teams, where he was special teams player of the year last year for IU. Uh, moving from Husky, let's go to cornerback. It's the Taiwan Mullen show at corner. You have Jalen Williams and, and Reese Taylor on the other side, but you also have Josh Sanguinetti behind uh, behind Tywin Mullen in the corner. How deep can this cornerback group go uh, for IU, and how many players are they going to need this year to step up uh, and have big years? Uh, the first question, how deep can it go, really depends on the freshman, Chris Keyes and uh, Lynn Watley-Neely. Um, you know, They've gotten very positive reviews as far as uh, what coaches are saying. Um, Chris Keyes was a player that we kind of highlighted as, as being a sleeper in the class uh, back on signing day uh, because of his, you know, athleticism and length. Uh, he comes from a really small town in Mississippi, so it's a big culture shock uh, for him. Um, Beyond that, you know, Larry Tracy is a player that I, I think is really expected to step up. Uh, you obviously have Reese Taylor and then Jalen Williams. So I think the answer is probably could go as deep as six players. I think you really want to have four that you feel great about, though. And I think Indiana, in my opinion, Indiana does have four uh, that they feel really good about. And I think Taiwan Mullen and Reese Taylor are the two that are going to end up uh, being your starters um, but you, you need lots of bodies at that position. You need lots of guys you can rely on because a cornerback, unfortunately, it only takes one play to get burned uh, and really, you know, change the game. So uh, it's an important position, obviously, and I think Indiana is better there than they, uh, than they ever have been potentially. Yeah, and, and, you know, it all starts and finishes with Tywin Mullen. If he could stay yeah. healthy and, and play well, you know, if he shuts down that half of the field, you have Reese Taylor and Jalen Williams on the other side, they'll get a lot of action as well. Uh, so plenty, you know, if you could shut down half the field, that makes a game uh, so much easier on defense. Let's move to the middle of the defense, uh, to the linebacker position, where you, yeah, it's been a rebuilding position for, for a couple of years. You, you had a youth movement there with Micah McFadden, Thomas Allen, Cam Jones, um, you know, some other guys, uh, James Miller uh, there as well. And those guys are now juniors and seniors, um, at least age-wise. Uh, they're ready to go. This is, you know, 
the teeth of your defense are now upperclassmen instead of underclassmen. They played a lot of football. Mike McFadden, who came in kind of as an unheralded guy who made 300 tackles, I think his senior year uh, in high school, has really uh, proved his doubters wrong that, you know, he's athletic enough to play in the Big Ten and be an impact player. He led IU in tackles last year. He led them in tackles for loss. And then you add a guy in, like uh, Cam Jones, uh, who was an impact player last year at linebacker. He'll take over for Raquan Jones. Um, And, you know, as long as Cam Jones is healthy and 100%, he was a game changer. You saw he had the pick six against, um, against, uh, I think it was UConn. And, um, you know, he he was in on several sacks and, and things like that. So, He's, a, I think, a key at linebacker. And then you have some depth there as well. Um, you have Cameron Williams, who's a former four-star guy. He's going to come in. James Miller uh, has played well in spots. He's coming in. Uh, Thomas Allen, if he's recovered from shoulder surgery, uh, he could play well. We've seen what he could do uh, and, and rushing the quarterback as well. Uh, th- there are so many linebackers. And then you have Ty Wise, who's also on the roster, um, who's coming in. He, he was in for the four spring practices, and, and he's looked pretty well. Uh, he's looked pretty good. So there's a lot of depth and, and a good mix of veteran leadership uh, and some youth at that linebacker group, where it could be a very special group where you, you might see a year they won't put up a hundred and you know, whatever tackles that um, Tigre Scales did. But, you know, you have enough depth where, guys, this might be the best linebacking core in the last 15 years for IU. What do you think, TJ, about the linebackers? It's an interesting position for IU because in IU's base defense, you're only looking at two on the field at the same time. Uh, So you look at it on the depth chart or on the roster – and it, you're initially thinking, oh, man, that, that's not all that deep. But then you stop and think, well, they're only playing two at a time in most cases. He's uh, a real strength for this group. Uh, tremendous tackler, a real anchor for the defense in the middle of the field. Uh, you know, you do want to see him improve a little bit on not over-pursuing as much. Um He's got such a high motor that sometimes he does kind of run himself out of place occasionally or get himself in a little bit of poor position um, and miss a tackle. He's always there. Uh, You just want to see him finish a few more of those. Cam Jones, I think, is, you know, potentially um, the second best player on this defense after Taiwan Mullen. Uh, If he can stay healthy, uh, like you said, he he just makes plays for you. really interested in seeing what he can do in a full-time role. Uh, and then James Miller, I think, is a player that, you know, we're kind of waiting for him to put it all together, and Cam Williams might fall into that same bucket, uh, just, a, you know, a class younger. Um, all kinds of athletic ability for James Miller, uh, really hard hitter and kind of an enforcer type in the, at the linebacker position. You just want to see him put it all together in terms of his coverage skills, uh, his ability to diagnose run fits um, and for the coaches to be able to really trust him out there. But if he can do that, 
uh, I think you have yourself a, a really high ceiling and high floor uh, linebacker group because of, you know, the different types of players you have there. Uh, and then Aaron Casey, you know, really yeah. solid guy that in most years uh, for Indiana's defense, I'd say pre-Tom Allen, Aaron Casey's going to be one of your best players, and he has a hard time seeing the field because of the guys ahead of him. It's not because Casey's not good. Uh, it's because the guys ahead of him are, are you know, incredibly good players uh, when you evaluate what Indiana's linebacker play has been historically. Yeah, Aaron Casey was a guy I, I, I forgot to mention. I was going to mention it if you didn't bring him up. He, he's a guy – he blocked a kick last year. He was good yeah. on special teams. And you, you kind of looked at last year as uh, they kind of wasted the year for him. But he gets that year back now as this is a free season. So all those kind of guys who they were forced into playing uh, get that year back now. Let's move up front. I think this is the biggest concern uh, yep. for Hoosier fans is the defensive line. Can they finally put it together where they're putting consistent pressure on the quarterback uh, and getting after guys where they don't have to blitz so much and expose others in, in, um, in coverage? and expose themselves to big plays. Uh, you bring back a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of youth, but also a lot of experience too. James Head Jr., uh, he'll be starting at one of the ends. You have Jonathan King. DeMar J. Lewis is a true freshman coming in. He should be an impact player. You have Bo Robbins. Uh, Jalen Mayala is another freshman. Uh, you have Co, who's coming back as a sophomore. He's probably starting inside as well. Uh, and then you have Javon Swan, a graduate transfer from, uh, from Stanford. He could shore up the middle of that defensive line. Shamar Jones uh, can do that as well. You have C.J. Person, who redshirted last year but played in, in four of the games, and, and he could be an impact player. Uh, Gavin McCabe has switched over the defensive line. Uh, and then you have – Michael Ziemba, who had a breakout year last year. It's his senior year. Alfred Bryant is a redshirt junior. He's another guy who could be an impact player. You have Jeremy Passmore as well at defensive end. Um, Demarcus Elliott, I thought he, coming in from Garden City Community College, I thought he had a, a bigger impact than anybody could imagine. He had a monster game against Rutgers. He played well against Ohio State. He's a guy who could uh, give you um, some production and depth in, in the middle. You'd like to see Antoine Whitner um, come in and play play well. Uh, and then Jerome Johnson is your redshirt senior leader of that defense defensive line. He, he's been doing it for five years or four years. Um, and he's been that impact guy, that rock in the middle of the defense that people need. So, I mean, for me, the key to this defense is can they get pressure um, with it, and I think the wild card in this is what does Bo Robbins look like? Um, is he going to flash as that four-star defensive end prospect? He's 6'5", 250, has good length. Um, can he can he be the impact player that IU recruited him to be? If they if he can, they're in they're in pretty good shape. Um, what's your takeaway on the defensive line, TJ? Well, I think Bo Robbins is a good shout. Um, the, the other guy that I, I think 
potentially gives you a different kind of pressure, uh, and that's up the interior, is Demarge Lewis. Uh, Indiana really has not been able to land guys like him very often. Uh, the, the type of player that he is coming in as a true freshman uh, from the South, not a guy that Indiana has usually had. So I'm really interested to see what kind of impact he can have. Now, I want to make it very clear. I think he is firmly, at least as far as we know, I think he's firmly behind uh, Jerome Johnson and DeMarcus Elliott and probably CO as well. Uh, I think Jerome Johnson is really underappreciated in terms of how good of a player he is. And then I, I agree with you, DeMarcus Elliott had himself a very nice uh, season last year. Then CO had some good moments as well. Um, but I, I do think DeMarche Lewis is going to be in a position where he's going to play uh, quite a bit at tackle. Um, and I, I think it's going to be interesting because he provides, at least in high school, he provided a push up the middle uh, that's a little different than what quarterbacks are used to. Um, they, they do not, most quarterbacks really hate uh, being pressured up the middle. They hate having that pocket collapse on them from the middle. Uh, it, you know, it's a difficult position. Just think about it as a quarterback, how difficult it would be if immediately your center or one of your guards is being pushed right back into you. Uh, it's going to disrupt that play. I yep. think that that's primarily what Demarge Lewis is hopefully going to bring to the IU defense. Uh, I do think it's time to, you know, one of those defensive ends needs to step up and be somebody that's just a reliable pass rusher. Uh, the goal for any of his defense is going to be getting pressure on the quarterback without uh, – that doesn't mean you're not going to blitz, but you don't have to rely on those blitz packages to get to the quarterback. Uh, and for that to happen – Indiana needs a couple of defensive ends to just beat their guy consistently, then you're a really good defensive end. And that's what IU needs is a couple of those guys to step up. I think Bo Robbins is one to watch. I think, uh, I think that James Head is one to watch. I think Jonathan King is one to watch. Well, uh, based on some recent comments from Kate Womack. So lots of bodies there. A few of them have to hit for any defense to reach its potential. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, you need James Head to, to flash that potential. Um, that he came in at. And Jonathan King um, is a guy who, who won all defensive player, um, all district, uh, you know, in the same class as Michael Penix from Tampa Bay Tech and things like that. He's a guy you need to step up. I think DeMar J. Um, Lewis had a fantastic spring practice. And he was a guy that I was excited to see during the spring. And too, it was too bad that it was canceled. Because he came in and he was, I mean, he was running it, it uh, you know, with the twos as a as a incoming early enrollee freshman. Uh, yeah, that, that was pretty pretty impressive. 
um, <coughs> for, for them to do. But, yeah, this defensive line, it's now time to add that quarterback rush. And, and you've seen that, that that's what they're trying to address in recruiting as well uh, with the small class. But it, it makes everything – it makes everything work defensively. If you could get pressure without blitzing uh, on standard downs, you force some throws, you let this athletic secondary who's, who's now a year older and a year more experienced uh, get after the ball and, and force some throws into some tight windows, and you're looking at a defense that could be pretty good. Um, now, if this defensive line can't get pressure, you're going to have to blitz and – figure out some creative ways to get to the quarterback. But, again, you're exposing that secondary and that second level of the defense to bigger plays and relying on, on players who do have experience but who are still young at, at many of those positions uh, to, to help out and make plays. So before we get into our, uh, our players, must-watch players, and, and uh, maybe some of our under-the-radar under Guys on defense, TJ, let's get another uh, word in from our sponsors over at Bet Online. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff early. The NBA Finals are here, and the MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can add uh, that you could get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So, TJ, let's go. Um, our final segment. Let's pick um, the most important player on IU's defense, and then one guy who's kind of a sleeper that you expect to have a breakout year. All right. It seems that we have lost TJ for a second. So I'll give you mine. I think, you know, the most important player on this defense is, is probably, um, I think it's Brian Fitzgerald at, the, at Husky. Uh, they had big expectations for Mar Marcelino Ball, and we're going to do different things with him if Brian Fitzgerald can step up into that role and be that versatile player with better coverage skills. Uh, it'll take this defense a long way, um, a long way uh, to to being a top five Big Ten defense or a top half. Big Ten defense um, and things like that. As far as breakout players, I, I think you have to go on the defensive line and, and look at um, and look at Jonathan King uh, or a CO as guys who who had uh, CO had a nice year last year, so I wouldn't call it a breakout. But Jonathan King is a guy who's been waiting in the weeds a little bit and and should be ready to go and have a big. Uh, breakout year and add some production and depth along that defensive line. Uh, TJ, who's your most important player on this defense and, and who's ready to break out? Yeah, I think you have some definitely good answers. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Taiwan Mullen uh, is the most important guy 
on Indiana's defensive roster? Uh, it's a bit of an obvious answer, so I'll take the, the cop out there. But the under-the-radar player uh, for me is Bryson Bonds. Um, I, I've heard a lot of very positive things about him. True freshman from Texas. He's uh, a safety. Um, I, I, I don't think he's going to play a ton, but I do think he's going to flash for you. Um, and, and be a surprise in how often he's on the field for Indiana. Uh, I think the coaches really like his versatility and athleticism uh, and physicality as a, as a true freshman. And then one player that I, I feel like we, we have to mention before we go, uh, I think he's a really good playmaker for Indiana, love his coverage instincts, Jamar Johnson. Um, I think Jamar Johnson – makes a lot of plays in pass coverage that Indiana is going to need, particularly going up against the, the quarterbacks that they are this season. Uh, so I wanted to, to throw him out there. He doesn't really fit into any one category necessarily, uh, but he, he's a, a safety that uh, I think Indiana likes both of their safeties, Johnson and Burgess uh, with their, their coverage instincts. And Johnson's a guy that, when he's near the ball, he makes plays. Uh, he's, I think probably if you had to pick a guy that would lead Indiana in interceptions this year, I would probably take Jamar Johnson to be that guy. Yeah, and Jamar Johnson can also help in run support and rushing the quarterback. You saw that last year against Nebraska when he had the big strip sack that um, – I think it was, out, it was at Lance Bryant or – yeah, or Alan yes. Stallings – uh, took back, almost took it for if he could. If Jamar Johnson would have blocked uh, the quarterback, it would have been a, a scoop and score. Uh, but instead, it was a, um, a Lance Bryant took it down inside the red zone to Nebraska, and then saw him huffing and puffing on the sideline. But Jamar Johnson's that guy who can rush the quarterback um, as well and, and help and run support and things like that. He's not a one-dimensional player. So yeah, and. I, I can't believe I, I overlooked him. He he's also a key cog to this defense. We saw what he did in in the uh, in the Gator Bowl as well. Uh, so, you know, this defense has a lot of potential, and I know we've said that for years, uh, but it's got a lot of potential that could be realized this year, especially with guys now instead of being freshmen, sophomores are now sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Uh, so, TJ, any final thoughts on IU's defense? Well, I think the difference now is it's not just potential. Uh, we have seen results on the field, which, you know, um, I think is different than the potential we've talked about in maybe, you know, four or five years ago when it was, oh, well, that's a good piece or that's a good piece. I don't think there's any discernible weaknesses with this defense. Uh, I don't think there's anything that an opponent is going to go into the game thinking, well, we can get that all day and we know it. Um, now, are they going to be great every week? Probably not. Uh, it's very hard to be a good defense in college football, and you have to kind of adjust your, your metrics for what's good and what's a success. Um, but I do think it's a defense that, that is going to give Indiana a chance to win pretty much every week, um, which is something that we have not been able to say for a long, long time in Bloomington. Yeah, and, you know, kind of the off-the-radar thing that I'm looking for is how are they going to respond <laughs> to basically having 10 months off? They haven't yeah. played and put on pads um, outside of a few scrimmages. Uh, 
since the Gator Bowl. They didn't even get to that point of spring practice, I don't think, where they got to put on full pads. They got to that fourth practice where they were in shoulder pads, but it's still at spring ball. Uh, they're finally hitting in fall camp, but it, it's it's October already uh, and things like that. So it has been about 10 months um, from that first time that – from the last time that, that they've tackled. So how are they going to come out, especially against a team again, like Penn state uh, that has the athletes that has uh, some guys who are, are more difficult to tackle. How are they going to come out and, and respond to that? And that goes for every team in the league. Uh, Indiana, I think was the last big 10 team to play. Um, so how does the rest of the conference adjust to that as well? So those, those are my final thoughts. You know, this defense, like you said, TJ, are, is we've seen some results. Now can they be consistent results? And, and, you know, outside of maybe one or two games, this defense should, should keep them in uh, every game, as long as their offense does well, too. But this defense should not be too, too far overmatched by, by many of the opponents on this, uh, this eight-game, eight-plus-one schedule. Uh, that they have outside of, you know, the obvious ones, Penn State, Ohio State, um, and, and maybe Wisconsin, but that's just pure brute force uh, up at Wisconsin. But other than that, you know, they this is the first time in a, in a while, like you said, TJ, that, that Indiana's defense is – you could turn and look and say, hey, you know, you feel pretty comfortable with them. Uh, out there in a tight situation. But, again, you have to go out and prove it uh, on the game field, not just the practice field, and, and we'll see what happens. So, TJ, thanks for joining us uh, tonight. We'll get you out of here. Uh, next week we'll do our special teams preview, and then it's finally game preview week. Yeah. Cannot wait. Really excited for that. Thanks, everybody, for joining us, and hopefully you're enjoying college football uh, each Saturday. But itching for the Hoosiers to be a part of it. I know I am. Yep, me too. All right, we have one more word from our sponsors over at Manscaped, uh, and then we'll get you out of here. Uh, 2020 has been the, uh, been the years of things happening that are completely out of your control, but there is one thing you can control, and that's shaving. Uh, our sponsors over at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manstate.com. I know I like uh, all the products they have, uh, especially the, the neat travel bag uh, and things like that uh, with the nail kit um, and some of the other things that they have as well. Uh, the lawnmower is waterproof and has an LED so you can manscape in the shower, uh, in the dark or in a dark shower, whatever floats your boat. So listeners of the show get 20% off plus free shipping with the, uh, with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front. All right, that does it for tonight's show uh, as well. Thank you for joining us. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you uh, subscribe to your podcast at as well. Hit the subscribe button. That way it automatically uh, gets uploaded. Uh, when we upload a new uh, episode, the season is just around the corner. So we have plenty of new episodes coming out weekly as well. Visit us at who's your huddle.com. 
and follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle. Uh, if you're looking for that perfect sweatshirt as well, uh, head on over to Home Field. They have great, comfortable uh, clothes. If you use promo code huddle, uh, you get 20% off of your pro uh, purchase of Indiana University gear um, only. So head on over to Home Field. They do great stuff over there. I know I'm going to start breaking out my Home Field sweatshirts uh, here as the weather gets cooler. So thanks for joining us. Next week is special teams, uh, special teams breakdown. Then we get into game previews. So the season is finally here. It's been 10 months coming. Uh, so sit back, enjoy, uh, and we'll be back. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.